We are I. Historically in our species, you know, historically in humanity, you know, like what is the actual purpose of struggling? You know, now when we we think of things like this, you know, does it directly correlate with the need and the want and the aspiration to be able to, you know, live, strictly just to be able to survive? Like if you 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 500 years ago, if you struggled, if you felt that sense of struggle, does that make you more ambitious? You know, because it doesn't necessarily right now. You know, some people have, you know, morphed struggle into a tool. You know, like they've carved that tool. You know, like they've carved that, that struggle into this useful tool. To be able to create ambition, they've they've morphed one emotion into another. They've used one, you know, key to open up a different lock. You know, but has that always been relative? Have we always lived under the guise of we need to struggle to be able to tap into our ambition? Because it would be, I'm curious to know what all of our emotions are actually for because it seems like a lot of our emotions seem they are seemingly not that useful you know take like heartbreak for example if you have heartbreak you know like that that intense feeling of you know loving somebody and then having your heart broken like, what is that actually useful for? You know, because say in regards to our parents, if we love our parents like that and we end off with shitty parents, like what's the value of having that kind of heartbreak? Because we know more likely than not that heartbreak ends up to produce a shitty human being who causes substantially more heartbreak throughout their life, right? You know, if you look at simply the emotion, you know, the feeling of struggle, the lows of struggle, well, do you actually need to feel that? Or is there a parallel emotion that we could feel that just allows us to be able to, to go out and do? Take hunger, for example. It's a struggle to find food and there's there's a lot of lows that come with finding food. And I know this from hunting where you can go out all day, you can wake up early, you can sit there and look through your binoculars. You can do all these things and not see an animal to harvest, you know, to be able to put food in your freezer and, you know, carry about your year, right? But I don't need to feel the low from that. Does the does the low and the disappointment of not seeing anything, does that does that drive you to go back out? Well, most people know, and I would even say for me, 
no, like I, I enjoy going outside. I enjoy hiking around in the mountains that I actually enjoy the process of trying to, you know, find an animal to harvest. I love the surprise of actually seeing something and then going to get it. Like I, I, I thoroughly enjoy these things. But I don't enjoy the disappointment and the low at all that makes me want to go back out and do it again. And like, I just don't see how that's valuable throughout humanity's existence. Because the one thing that we know that when you're going through that low, it typically robs ambition for most people. It makes you not want to go back out. It's like going to the gym this morning, you know. Is it a struggle? Yes. Like, is it tough? Yes. You know, do I want to go specifically because that? Well, not necessarily. Like, I just, I just enjoy it. And I want to believe that I do all this so that I have future benefit, which, you know, I believe in the science that says that. I try to live that healthy, active lifestyle. I know anecdotally how good my body feels when I do, but it's not, you know, it's not the struggle that I necessarily yearn for. I would go to the gym and I would keep working out. I would do all those things because how it makes me process information, how it makes my mind feel, my body feel, the the spin off of it. Like I I wouldn't go, I don't go. And if you eliminated the struggle from it entirely, I would still go. It's not the struggle that I seek. Unless if I completely have misunderstood my own mind, my own thought process, my own emotions going into this, because I actually don't necessarily feel like any part of the struggle of my life is the reason why I do things. You know, like at work, I chase chase these really ambitious goals, these really ambitious, you know, avenues to be able to gain revenue to sustain my life. And they come with great highs and fantastic lows. But it's not the struggle that I that makes me keep pushing. It's the the things that I need and want to accomplish in my life that makes me keep on going. If there was no struggle attached to it, and I could still put in the same amount of work, the same amount of time, and just end up with the things that I want, that would be fine. Because this also goes under the principle of that if you enjoy what you do, you don't really necessarily work a day in your life, which, you know, is a majority like a falsehood. However, like the base and the root of that is that you don't have to hate or struggle doing what you are doing. And not everything that you struggle at, you hate. So I guess I should reel that back a little bit because that comment's not fair. You know, but, or do we simply just have to have all of these contrasting emotions? Like, do you have to? Like, by by proxy, it's like, when I breathe in oxygen, I naturally expel car- or carbon dioxide. And like, yes, this is a process over the course of, you know, tens of thousands of years, millions of years that our body has accumulated this process within it to allow us to function. But again, it's just like, you know, Newton's laws of physics, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Are our emotions simply like that? Do we, do we have to have despair simply to be able to have joy? But we just don't understand that yet. And is that a root of the power of positive thinking? 
That's like, yes, understand that we need to have these, you know, air quotes, negative emotions. But does that directly parallel only because we have these positive ones? And what would happen if we simply just didn't have any emotions at all? Because realistically, like when you, if you dial things way back, like you actually, you know, to survive, and that's really what, you know, life is, is how long and how best the quality of life you can survive. If, you, if everybody took all emotion out of that, like that would simply just be surviving. Which if you look at from the perspective of, What's the easiest? That would be the easiest is just take them all emotion out and just let human beings survive. But it's like, that's not fun. But it would make the most sense. So you can kind of see where my mind is reeling at this morning. And these are the subjects that I love to get into because there's no there's no definite answer. Like nobody can give you a definite answer. Like all all avenues are conjecture and you know, hypothesis and just, you know, personal interpretations, but it's fun conversations to get into people with because the opinions are so vast. It's a lot of fun. So the question of the day is simply, but very complexly, do you think that we only have negative emotions or perceived in negative emotions because we have to have positive emotions? Is it just a contrasting scale? Or was there great purpose behind these air quotes, negative emotions? Lots of food for thought for me. Hopefully it's some food for thought for you. Have a wonderful day.